You're listening to Season the Pod here, 96.7 on your dial. It's a beautiful uh, Victorian day. You know we love the Queen. We love royalty over here at Two Season the Pod. You know we support everything that comes with the Commonwealth. This is a song going all the way back to 1977. Of course, we're talking Eric Clapton's Layla. This song goes out to all little boys who have fallen off roofs. Tonight on Two Season a Pod, 96.7 on your. Two season a pod, 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 two season two season a pod, two season just like two season a pod, two season a pod at gmail.com. That's right, folks. We are here. You're listening to an episode two season a pod. Um episode seventy-one ish. Ish. <laughs> episode 71-ish. 70, episode here. a little inconsistent lately. Here of the podcast. Not inconsistent. No, of course it is your holiday Monday. You're hearing this on holiday Monday. Are you? This will be, this is being recorded uh, live on the beautiful day off and uh, it'll be, it'll be available to listeners uh, later today. Yeah. Well, they never know. For the um, first time. Yeah. Well, at least I don't have to upload it this time, so it probably I, will be. Absolutely not. No, this is, uh, this is right. Um, for those of you listening at home, this is not our normal recording environment. We are out the studio today. Out of the studio. Field trip. We're, uh, or maybe we're on Mesquabi Lake Studios. Maybe no. that's what it is. Uh, we're over here at a beautiful, uh, yeah, cor- uh, the, the corporate level retreat. The corporate of level course, retreat. Of uh, course. executives in about a, only. In about a month, the listeners will have the opportunity to hear, uh, similarly to last year, you know, sort of the year, the, the time of the time of the year that we bring all the employees around for a thank you uh, for a bit of a thank you you know kind of is it, there's a roast element to it right. uh we got jesselnick up on the dais jesselnick. jesselnick's gonna be there jeff ross is gonna Del- be there Del- in yeah. a bumping mics style situation uh which we're very much looking forward to but for now we're just uh enjoying the weekend yeah beautiful weekend chopping some wood doing guy stuff you know swimming mountain biking walking watching sports <laughs> Some news. Yeah, I really forget what it's like to be out, you know, in the wilderness doing man stuff, yeah. wearing one pair of underwear, one pair of anything, one pair whole... of anything, sleeping in your clothes. I got to sleep in my clothes on Thursday night, which is something I just haven't done in a long time, and it's something I love doing. I just love the fact that you, when you wake up, you're good to go. Good to go. It's like it's not the most comfortable. No, that's not the point. It's that when I get up, you say, "Hey, Cam, we need you outside right now." I'm ready. I used to love falling asleep in jeans. I've like gotten away from jeans pants. almost entirely. Yeah, those are, uh, what do you wear now? Those are like almost like a cord. Cord khaki, I don't know. They're not khakis. They're, um, they're, I got these actually from one of those uh, consignment places mm-hmm. for, I think, like 18 bucks with their roots. It's a steal. Yeah. It's a steal, folks. Yeah, a little bit big, but uh, they, uh, they do the job and they're loose fitting. It's a uh, loose fit Sundays. Um... Scary Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> it's a scary Monday. We got over the Sunday scaries over here. Yeah, I saw you this uh, this morning. So you were sleeping in a flannel and pants, which is a damn comfortable combination yeah. of shit to wear. I really think it is. It has to be. It's not bad. Not bad. Would recommend. Oh, and we got a few puppy dogs. We got a couple dogs kicking around here. That's what you'll hear barking in the background. Of course, that is little Miss Darla May. And you probably won't hear the other two dogs because they are very well behaved. <laughs> Yeah, we're still working on one. We're still working on that, but uh, until then, 
Um, yeah, there's another, another show here. You know, of course, our weekend is winding down. Uh, and this will probably be the last live show that we have before that corporate retreat. Before the live I show. Think, you know, that's coming up in a month. Yeah. Yeah. Be almost a month exactly. Eyes. Almost. Uh, that will be that Canada Day weekend. Yeah. I was trying to think, should we bring an axe up there? We got to figure out the wood situation. Yeah. Do you have any recommendations on wood, folks? Let us know. TwoSinsPod.gmail.com. We would love to hear uh, about some wood wood suggestions. Wood theories on wood. In yeah. the Do you have any conspiracy theories on wood? In the Grafton area, we would love to hear about it. Yeah, we've been turned on to a few new conspiracy theories this mm-hmm. weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could we could almost have like a whole uh, maybe we should work on like a whole new segment, just a conspiracy theory of the week. Conspiracy theory of the week, where we give a quick little back and forth about any of that uh, alternative. Oh, you thought chemtrails thinking. are a problem? Yeah. Oh, oh, that's that's what they want you to think. Where would you find that? CNBC. I went to CNBC.com. That's right. And they told me chemtrails are bad. Right. Who needs to put them in NASA? Never a straight answer. Is that what that stands for? You tell me. I always I'm just asking questions. I'm asking unfounded questions without anything to back it up. That's right. That's that's the way to think. That'd be great. Yeah, maybe we'll work work on a little new new conspiracy segment. I imagine off, because the the one that we learned was uh, sunscreen is uh, killing... Everybody, uh, yeah, judging by the uh, killing the because it has benzene in it. So, which is ladies and gentlemen, you wear your sunscreen, you hop in the lake, then that sunscreen comes off the lake, goes into the fish, goes the into fish, the fish, goes into the people, then the you people. eat the fish. Yeah, it's cycle of life. It's all kind of a Next cycle thing you know, of life. Israel thing. Palestine, boom. Next thing you know, quite frankly, I think the last time we had a live show, the the day before you moved into your new house, we also was when we came up with the nightcap <laughs> idea. Nightcap. We come up with new nightcap. We come up with new segments uh, every single time we do. We have these live shows. Yeah, it's because we're thinking. Because we're thinking on our feet. We're thinking on our feet. Of course, no new nightcap this week. Uh, we're taking a bit of a stray from kind of like our normal course. You know, this will be a little, a little, a little mini. Little, little, yeah. A little cinnamony. We call it the sampler. A little sampler. You know, it's uh, uh, or what are those? What are those boards called with beer? Oh, uh, it's a paddle. Yeah, it's paddle. It's paddle. It's a little paddle. We're giving you some tapas today. Just a little, just a little tapas. It's very, you know, light, light dishes. So my dad, when I, I, he was telling me about how he was eating something that was a tapas restaurant, and he was under the full assumption, and he wouldn't back down from. This. He says, "No, tapas means it's served in threes, little things, three items of the thing." I, That's not oh, correct. He was, I, I bet he was thinking like, like tapas try. Like I can see yeah, maybe the cheese. But be, the tea, the one because letter. he was he was convinced that everything that he got was like it always came in a small plate with three things on it. So he's like, these are the rules of tapas to pass to pass. Yeah, to pass or not to pass. That's the question. Um. Anyway, so that was one of those where I don't think he ever agreed with me, even though I proved him wrong. I've had yeah. a few of those. Yeah, you've yeah. gone to multiple tapas restaurants just in the effort of trying to prove him. This is what tapas is. We had one where we both had to say, like, I guess we're both right on this, which is kind of uncommon. I said, you don't need to refrigerate eggs. And he says, yes, you do. And then he went to Europe and they didn't refrigerate eggs. And then we were like, why do they refrigerate them here? Well, once they get refrigerated, or then they have to be refrigerated. I don't understand why, but like you can't go back and forth. Yeah, we may have to fact check this one for the, for next week because I was under the impression that it was the pa- that it was the pasteurization, pasteurization. process yes. which made it. So like if you have chickens just running around and they lay eggs, great. Those eggs don't need to be refrigerated. Mm. 
but then as soon as like the factory idea now, of but eggs, what? How? What are they doing to pasteurize it? Isn't that like getting it to a certain temperature? I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea. Yeah. The note uh, notes section next week's gonna be huge. Yeah, because I think I thought pasteurization was when you heated it to a certain temperature, but I feel like you can't heat an egg to a certain temperature without cooking it. Yeah, what was Louis Pasteur doing? I don't know who that is. No, I think he's the man who invented pasteurization. Pasteur- named after him. Pasteurization. Named after him, yeah. Or he stole the name. Maybe so milk could hold longer. That I think that was the concept, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, but either way. milk makes sense, he heated it up. But eggs, they go into a solid pretty quickly. Either way, we can figure it out for next week. Are eggs one of the only things where you heat up and they get solid? You heat it up to get solid. Usually yeah. you freeze it and get solid. Yeah. Know. Well... That's our science broadcast of the day. There's, sci- there's, there's, sci- there's the weekly dose of science, folks. Unfounded science by arts and business majors. Uh, the two groups of people who should be talking about science. Yeah, if you had to go back to the university and redo a uh, major that wasn't what you did, what would you pick? Um, that's a good question. Uh, I think I would have taken, if I can go like a step back before that, Yeah. I probably would have done science in high school. Right. Like, studied a lot more in high school and then continued through science in university and then probably what would, science though i would have tried to become uh like a prosthetist like my dad like oh. i think that would have been very like if there was kind of the redo and like we were talking about victory laps the other day like i didn't try at high school at all no absolutely not it's fucking it. high school why would you ever try i tried exactly look how i turned out <laughs> no that's exactly um yeah i don't know I, yeah I, if i had if i could go back and be like hey yo just work a little bit hard put in just a, little a little bit, little bit more bit effort. effort i pretty much Do homework like, three times a week yeah i never studied in high school and i also i think came into it like hating science to begin with so as soon as you didn't have to take science anymore after grade 10 it was like yeah. great i'm never going to do this again yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, probably more science because that probably would have you know changed the way that I would have thought. And then um, you know, because just hopping from one arts major to another arts major. Would you go music to philosophy? Uh, no, no. I'm saying like going from like philosophy now to like English or like history. Sure. Like just hopping it's, around yeah. arts majors. That's all kind of arbitrary. Yeah. <clears throat> I would think yeah, more going from like yeah that like arts to, to science. science or to business or whatever it was. What would you have done? I probably would have gone engineering because I look at like. Engineers are, I think I could be an engineer because I think I understand it well enough. And they got have the smarts for it. And I think the beauty of being an engineer and a good salesperson is you can make a fuck ton of money because you can explain things better than most engineers do, but also can explain things that engineers exp- understand. Mm-hmm. So right now I'm at the, I work with engineers all day um, and I have to simplify the language that they use and then try and break, like explain to them why the language they use doesn't make any sense at all. And that you cannot tell a customer, oh, yes, that won't be a problem with our price. Our price is much lower than that. Never say that. Perfect. That's the budget you have. Funny you mentioned that because it's exactly how much it costs. Well, it would have been, you know, it's a whole new situation. You wouldn't have gone to Laurier. You're going to Western if you're being an engineer. Because if you're doing uh, I something, yeah, you're, I you're doing done. it as hard as you can. Yeah. Therefore, you're going to like the engineering school. You would yeah. have one of those leather jackets. Do they even have engineers at Laurier? Waterloo is the right is the engineering school if that's where you want to go. Yeah. Yeah. You probably want to do mechanical engineering. You could have been a part of the whole kind of like engineering cult following yeah. they have, and the parties and the studying and the. It was yeah. a whole thing. It was a whole thing that I was never a part of. Well, business school was pretty fun too, though. That was a uh, not very hard, but get some credit. 
as Eve says it, accreditation. Accreditation? Yeah. she With two Ds? I don't know how she <laughs> spelled it, but she said it, and we all went, that's not how you say the word. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're trying to say. I don't think you said it. Yeah. Nice try. Um, yeah, and plus there's a bunch of keggers, right? Yeah. And I'm sure engineering school is fun, too, but would I trade business school for the um, post sec not the post-secondaries, the after extracurriculars, the word I'm looking for. That's the thing, you're changing your whole life at that yeah. point. It's not just changing a major. It's, you know, we wouldn't be here right now. Yeah, good point. If you and I both kind of took separate paths there. Yeah, so. it's always fun to think about them. Yeah, it can be, it can be. I think yeah. as long as you're happy with the decisions you've made. What do you think of the people who here? go back to school when they're like 28 and they're like, let's do another major and they already have like two in the bag? <laughs> I got two in the bag. Yeah. I don't know how they afford it. First yeah, of neither. all. Um, yeah. I mean, I th- yeah, obviously like going back to school, no education is bad education. Right. Going to school will always How about five educations? <laughs> yeah. That would be like, how could you afford it? Okay. Let's say you can afford it, but now you're, now you're, you're just out, like, now you're out of the workforce for a few years. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you're probably bailing on the last skills you got, but you may be falling on a path which was a true dream of yours. Yeah. Interesting thought. Yeah, it's hard to say. It's hard to say. Do you think you'll ever go back to get some, like, take a course or something? I mean, like, online education for adults is, like, you know, a big thing. Like, my mom went back, you know, she got, like, a little, like, accounting course on at Seneca or online or something just so she could. Yeah, I'd probably get some, like, uh, Accreditations. Accreditations. Accredited accreditations. Yeah. Um, now, do they have to be through the formal? It would probably be through industry more than. Yeah, school. not not like going back to because I know yeah. Laurier is free tuition if you're over fifty. Huh. Yeah. See, I could see myself doing There's that. There's like only a certain amount of courses that that you can take. Yeah. But you can you can take courses at Laurier over 50 for free all you gotta do is you know pay for your textbooks and something like that yeah there was a few like if i were to look back on my courses there was a few people that were older that were in them and i was kind of like interesting that you're doing this because we're doing this for the piece of paper you're just doing this to expand your mind but or also the piece of paper uh, maybe they maybe they well you know they're looking for a job or yeah to enough. improve their skills in some kind of way the best class i ever took in university was personal financial planning and it was the, oh, this should be in high school. It was, here's how you do your taxes. Here's how insurance works. Here's what you shouldn't buy for insurance. Um, here's how you should budget to die, right? Here's how expensive a funeral is. <laughs> Things like that where you're like, why isn't anyone teaching you this? Like, why do you just have to hope that your parents understand money and teach you this? Well, and grade 10 careers class is too early to teach them that. Like, yeah. grade 10 careers class needs to like do it again in grade 12 yeah you know when you're a little bit closer or something where, yeah. yeah a lot of those things because yeah it would be great if people can teach all that kind of stuff but well i think your, it's an expectation that your parents will teach you but it's like it's just a continuous cycle if your parents don't understand it themselves and it's like how do you deal with finance like you live week to week and you hope you make it work rather than like oh if you're in um if you're tightest with money you need to be the smartest with money Mm-hmm. Right, you need to be the sharpest one about knowing exactly how to budget things and how to save money and stuff like that. Versus someone with high income, they can be more flexible. Anyway, off my tirade. No, that's exactly it. When I went back to school in London, there was yeah, like a seminar of that. Like it, one of those, like it felt 
like it was a total waste of time as a 25 year old yeah but there were also i guess you know like right out of high school kids in the same program so it would have made a lot of sense for them but it was like a lot of that bullshit of like you know if you get starbucks every single day yeah this is know, how much it costs it's, you it'll be 30 dollars a week which is extrapolated to like 1500 a month or 1500 a year rather and then, uh, you know, I'm just sitting there like, obviously, like, that's, you know, fucking make your own coffee. It's easy. It's easy. Yeah, I think the, um, it's just a realization when you add things up. But some people are fine with that, right? I don't think anyone's ever convinced a smoker, like, hey, you need to stop smoking because it's going to cost you X amount. <laughs> right? They'll be like, oh, I understand over a lifetime it's $200,000, and I accept that because it's not today. Right. The financial cost of smoking is almost like the easiest part of smoking. Like if somebody was like, hey, you can smoke and like a net zero of your body, you won't get any healthier or less healthy. I'd be like, great. Line them up. Yeah. You look cool. It smells cool. <laughs> it smells. <laughs> it smells. Yeah. It smells cool. You look cool doing it. You can roll them up in your little white T-shirt. I uh, see the, the look of it. Very cool. The problem cool. with it is the... Uh, the problem with it is the the panic it gives when you don't have them, right? It's that feeling of oh, I don't have the pack of cigarettes. Oh, I don't have the vape. I don't have the extra cotton as well as the pliers and the excess coil to make sure I get that ampage right on this juicy cloud hit. You know, one of those big vapors. Yeah, well, vapors. Yeah, they have a whole new set of concerns. They don't have to worry just about just a lighter and a pack. They got to worry about their juice. They got to worry about their yeah, their nick levels, their nick salt levels. I, oh, can I, I fill up? Ah, oh, it's not the right nick level. I saw someone with like the big chunky yeah blow seven like, batteries monsoon. in it. I and I haven't seen somebody with one of those vapes in a long, long time. Yeah, they're not as uh, the new ones are the ones that uh, our friends have. They're like this big. Yeah, anything jewel related. Yeah, like is that look. like that new vape. Yeah. Uh, that being said, though, I feel like I don't know many people who vape at all. I know anymore. three. Yeah. Oh, I think I know a fourth, and he, I, he always does it on work calls, and I can't tell if it's weed or nicotine. <laughs> I think it's nicotine. Because you're sitting there, he's just sitting at his table, fucking. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, I hope this is a uh, nicotine. No, it's, I don't really care I what it really is. Care yeah, I'm way. like, are you are, personally? I'm like, are you doing what you need to do? Great. Other than that, do whatever you want. Yeah. Now, well, people don't like when I start drinking a beer in a client meeting. I don't know why. I think I'm fine to work that way. Well, see, here's, I think, what you need to do. I think you need, like, a... You need a dummy can to wrap around... Like, let's say you have a can of beer. A can of glorious bush light. Yes. You need, like, a hollowed-out can of Coca-Cola that you slip in, almost I like I don't a beer want people koozie. thinking that I'm drinking Coca-Cola. Diet though. Coke. Oh, you are you're more of a Pepsi guy. I get it. Oh, I'm I say like I'm gonna do it like get buble. Oh, okay, yeah, Bubbly? yeah, yeah. Just some yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I feel like there's a certain personality little, who always has a diet coke can around. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't want to be that guy. No, I'm not a yeah, yeah. I like Diet Coke. Don't get me wrong. I personally think Diet Pepsi is a little bit better. Much better. But not, um, not a little bit. It's I don't I don't want to be the guy who's like, man, this guy always has a diet coke. Like what it's like I know a guy. He always is a monster. And That's crazy. Well, the thing I found crazy about it is I'm like, it's not even the sugar-free monster. <laughs> I'm like, it's the full sugar. Yeah, I'm like, like what does it have, like 40 grams sized. of sugar in it? Yeah. yeah. Like, that was insane to me. I'm like, because, yeah, it's even when I see someone like drinking a Coke, like, I'll drink a regular Coke every now and then, but I'm like, man, it is so dense for sugar. Yeah, I used to drink, uh, if it was like working late, 
and we start cleaning up. You go up to the bar and like, can I have a can of Coke? And that would like charge you right back go. up. Like fire me up, you know? Yeah. What I should do for long rides is keep one of those mini Pepsis with me. Oh yeah. I think that would be good. And then just put it in my back little uh, bike pocket. Yeah, that would work. Because I think you just get that instant like, let's go. We had, uh, I think it was my grade 10 gym teacher, Mr. Rover. He had a, he would drink a Diet Coke every single morning. Like as, you know, while he's like instructing the class, he would drink, be drinking Diet Coke. Did you ever see him crack it open? Well, here's the thing. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't until like, uh, I I had him like a few years, all all throughout like phys ed in high school. And it wasn't until I asked like in grade 12, uh, it was like health class, so you're sitting down in the class, yeah. and he goes to like put his can of Coke on the table, or can of Diet Coke on the table, and it sort of falls off and hits the floor, and then just this dark sludge, runny sludge coming pouring out of this Diet Coke hmm. can, and just wafts up immediately. It's booze? It's the only smell you know. No, it's the smell of pure chewed tobacco. Ah! And it was just so, we. it was kind of like the whole class, or you know, like privately, I don't think anyone was like, Mr. Rover, you're dip. You're dipping. But uh, it was when we all looked, you know, it was sort of like, oh, that's that Diet Coke can he's had. And he was the football coach. He would have it like, you know, he's running the, pl- calling the plays and, and stuff. It's a can? Yeah. See, he used to spit into a can. I yeah. found, I find when you're dipping, the can is not a good option unless you take off the top. The of lid, it. yeah. I he had, I guess you know he had his I way. It, this was an adult man who's dipped for years. You know, he I guess once he figured it out, yeah, yeah, fair enough. It's like I know how to pee in a car. Some people think that's crazy. I know how to pee while I'm walking. Some people think that's crazy. This man knows walking how to walking forwards or backwards. Both ways. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I was just mentioning the can yesterday, and folks, try this at home. Uh, take a can of Diet Coke. Em- open it, crack it open, empty it, pour it down the drain. Then get a box of wine, crack open the box of wine, pour the wine into the can of Diet Coke. Your life will change immediately. No wine drinking experience will ever be the same. So you can buy canned wine though. No, not the same. You can though. Not, but, but it's not yeah. the same. Okay. Not the same. You need it to be a hollowed out can of Diet Coke or Diet Pepsi. Now, are you liking it for the secretness of it? No. So first of all, unless it's red wine, nobody knows you're drinking it. Yep. And you know, wine glasses have you know open tops. You're you know they're often nice. You know they're glass. Maybe you can't bring them places, right? But in this case, you know, I could let's say I'm holding my glass of wine and I want to be you son of a bitch. You know, Cam throws his arm at me uh, emphatically. Wine yeah. would be going. Wine would be falling around everywhere. Not in this case. Um, what about a cozy, like a drink holder, like a. No, it's still all about, you know, when it comes to wine like specifically, you need the small spout. I'm saying you can get that with like a Bubba Jug or something like that and then just have a little spout on the top. <laughs> Maybe not a Bubba Jug. Remember those were big like seven years yeah, ago? Yeah, I never had one. No, I never had one, but you see like white girls that go into um, that big country music festival in Ontario being yeah, like, woo, 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 woo. Yeah, Boots and Hearts. The Boots and Hearts Festival. The woo girls. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just wooing their way like Ric Flair, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be um, that'll be a true shame when he passes away. It'll be yeah. A, no, he's way younger than you think he is. Who's one he celebrity just looks death? A oh, hundred, okay. but he's actually like seventy. Who's one celebrity death that you think is gonna happen? You're gonna be like, I'm gonna be shook for like two weeks. Uh, whenever Paul McCartney dies. Really? That one will be a big one. Yeah. Interesting. I think for a lot of people, that one will be a big one. See, that won't do anything <laughs> for me, really. 
Yeah. I think um, I think with a new podcast like that being a thing, people are so interconnected to people who are just like consistently engaged in their life, even though they're not engaging back. When those people die, it's gonna be like, oh, I don't, oh. you have anyone? Um, I don't know. I think I'll have to wait and see. Nothing <laughs> like I don't really have much attachment to celebrities of any sort. I would say like if there's if there would be like some podcast people that listen to that just like died, I'd be like, what the fuck? Like I'd be really shook. Uh, but overall, no one on like a musical level. Yeah. Like even if like Jeff Rodin stalked out, I'd be like, man, that really sucks. Like produced great things, you know, pour one out. But you I know, I mean, you never know until it happens, right? Fair you enough. don't know until the news actually hits you. How it's going to hit that you. one of your favorites is, uh, it hits different, right? Yeah. Yeah. I guess we'll figure that out. Like, yeah. I felt like trash for days after Kobe Bryant died. Yeah. And I didn't know that was going to happen. Did you expect that at all? Like if... If someone were to told you two months before, like, hey, if Kobe Bryant died, would you feel shook at all? I would probably be like, no, he's not even, like, my top five favorite. <laughs> right. You know? But then it happened, and I was sitting on my couch, and my friend Mike sent me the text, like, hey, man, like, turn on the news right now. Something terrible happened. And it was like, I did not expect to be, like, a wave rush of emotion. Uh, yeah. So you never know. So, yeah, Florida. You, 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 really, you really never know uh, until, like, it happens. But, uh, yeah, after that experience... Uh, Paul McCartney will be the one that will send me over. A hundred percent. I know it a hundred percent. Really? Yeah, I can just, I know it's going to happen. Uh, why Paul McCartney though? He's my favorite Beatle. I guess, and, and he's, he's the like, last one too? And he's like, well no, uh, Joe Ringo Starr's still kicking around. Right. No, but yeah, I, I really like the Beatles and I really like Paul McCartney. Like it's just kind of like that. Right. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Because the other two, one got assassinated, then the other one... What happened to the other one? Uh, like brain something, brain cancer or something. Yeah, too big a brain. Yeah, yeah. That was George Harrison, and then um, the guy who shot John Lennon was called uh, three names. Three names. Fuck. Um. Uh. Got nothing. Got nothing. Uh, Mark David Chapman. Ah. Yeah. Sounds like go. a pitcher. Mark David Chapman up Mark to the mound. Up to the mound. 5.4 ERA over his last nine batters. Let's see what he can make Let's happen. Let's see what he can do. Yeah. Right down the bullseye. Right down the, the center of the lane. Yeah. Mark David Chapman. Yeah, that was his name. And his reasoning was because... It was... Uh, catcher in the Rye. Yeah, it was influenced by Catcher in the Rye. We went over... I think this... We think we did talk about this a few episodes... Or like uh, a lot of episodes ago. <laughs> because I do remember it being a part of the notes. Where we looked into the specifics about he had the book on him, right, certain pages highlighted. Yeah. John Lennon was a phony because he was promoting. Yeah, he would like promote world peace, but then like not do anything about it, kind of shit like that. <laughs> so uh, who the heck knows? I but, listened um, to like a five-hour uh, podcast on the JFK assassination. <sighs> yeah, <sighs> a lot of things going on there too. A lot of stuff going on. There. A lot of people want him dead. JFK? A lot of people did want him dead. A lot of people want CIA. wanted the entire Cuba, Kennedy family dead. Russia. <laughs> That's why they all died, <laughs> mysteriously. <Yeah. laughs> oh, they all did? Uh, so John Kennedy, yeah, John, John Kennedy Fitzgerald? got shot. Yeah. Uh, Robert Kennedy was also assassinated, his brother. JFK Jr. died in like a 
boat crash or like a small right. plane crash like somewhere in their property in the Hamptons. Yeah, like there have been a lot of members of the Kennedy family who have untimely died. Interesting. Very, very interesting for like, you know, one of the most influential American families ever. The Clintons have got to be the next most influential family, I'd imagine. No, there's not enough of them. That's a good point. What, what other ones we got then? Uh, like political families, I would well, say. Well, just powerful in America. Hmm. Yeah, it's hard to say. Kardashians? I don't know. I feel like they don't have, like... They don't have real... They have clout, but not influence. Yeah, exactly. They don't, like, kind of control, you know, things. I mean, of course, like, the Trump family is in there, and probably, uh, I would say more the Bushes, because there are at least, like, two of them were president. But you have Hillary and Bill. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And those are... Bill, I don't know what the hell he's up to. Yeah, probably making his. I think presidents. Yeah, they still make like 120 grand a year, like yeah. ex presidents. There's only five of them, so it's not like it's like. What do you mean? Sh- there's only ex five ex presidents. Like living. Really? Yeah. Uh, what? Well, uh, Jimmy Carter. Um, and then Reagan's dead, and then George H. W. is dead. Bill Clinton's alive. Uh, George W. is alive. And Barack's alive. Yeah, and Trump's alive. So there are only like five living <clears throat> ex-presidents. I didn't know that. <clears throat> Jimmy Carter was president like in the 70s. Like he's like 92 and still building those Habitat for Humanity houses. I watched something online about what it's like having Secret Service all the time once you become president. Mm-hmm. After you become president. And even president. post-presidency. Post-presidency. Yeah. And they say it's the biggest invasion of privacy ever because it's like you can't do anything without a security guard there. I mean, there. with that being said, though, I think when you become president, you know that you're going to have to, like, you will yeah. have a life after being president, yeah. and that's what it will be. All right, you know, sort you of- can opt out of it, and I think uh, there has been some that once they get to, like, their 80s, they're like, guys, no, I'm not doing anything anymore. <laughs> like, I'm not even... I haven't made a phone call in two weeks, yeah. right? No one's calling this line. I don't have any political influence. No one's trying to kill me. Right, and if they do, you know, good riddance. I'm almost there anyway. Mm-hmm. So you can't opt. I think Trump opted out of it. Opted out of it. Yeah, you think so? No, I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah, yeah. I think like it's available to you. But I, it's available to you. <laughs> but as soon as you opt out, it's gone for life. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So it is like, a choice. Buy your own private security. Well, I think that's what he does. It's like, just, yeah, trust them more than he's like, ah, oh, don't uh, under. Who's the new president? Biden. Yeah, under Biden. <laughs> yeah. Who's the new president? Yeah. Who is it? Is it Justin? I don't know. Obviously, my uh, political knowledge is at an all-time high. Yeah, we're going to have a lot of stuff for the notes next week. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> it turns out Bill Clinton, no, not Bill Clinton, sorry, what's his name again? <laughs> Joe Biden, Biden is president. <laughs> yeah, notes and corrections. Yeah, that's what's right. That one's right. Well, Cam, how about we, uh, you know, this, this is just a little cinnamon. Yeah, yeah, a little to pass. A little cinnamon for, uh, for the week, but of course we do have to play a game of some kind, so uh, how about we finish off the show by playing some Headliner Ass Night? Let's do it. Hey! Hey, 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 Headliner Asinine, groom goes missing, bride marries wedding guest instead. Um, now, this is uh, this is exactly why 
men, uh, you know, uh, the groom and the groom's men, the best men. This is exactly why they all wear the same suit. Because if the groom chickens out, there's just a lineup. Okay, who's next in line? Best man's the next in line. He chickens out, boom, move on one of the groom's men. Just keep pushing down the line until someone's getting married today. Uh, <clears throat> God, I would hope that this could be one of those stories where it's over like a period of time. You know, uh, unfortunately, like, you know, the um, your fiancé goes missing, nobody knows where they are, and then years later, you end up remarrying uh, one of his best friends, right? Because maybe that best friend is also grieving that they lost their, uh, their friend, who entirely knows, but I, in my mind, I like to think that it happened, like, this is the span of, like, 48 hours. Uh, like they almost like didn't even be, didn't even have enough time to report a missing person and she had moved on or somebody had moved on already. That's what I like to think. Uh, so I'm going to say this is a headline. This is a headline and I will butcher the locations because it is in a province in India uh, in the town of Maharajubhupur, uh in the Indian state of Mah... I don't know why I'm trying, you know? You're anyway. saying India. In India, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so they just exchanged their, again, it's so much formalities in Indian weddings I don't know about. So they just exchanged their Jamala or exchange of garlands. Again, mm-hmm. don't know what these things are. Um, it's like a big lay. Picture like a big Australian lay. Okay. That's part of the process. It's, gotcha. So they exchanged those, uh, about to get the ceremony, and this is a, how do you call it, uh, arranged wedding. Mm-hmm. Wife, uh, bride's ready to go, and the groom mysteriously disappears. It turns out um, he wasn't like kidnapped or anything like that, but no one really knows. And it, the article is a little bit vague, and it says, "Oh, for reasons unknown, he disappeared." I got a weird feeling. Yeah, he was like <laughs> was a little bit suspicious. I, yeah, don't know if you I got a weird me. feeling. Maybe he got a little cold feet. Hmm. Um, and then there, someone's like, "Well, we have to keep this thing going. This is an arranged wedding anyway, so like, there's no love. So how about you?" And they're like, "Me? Like?" Yeah, it's a good suit. Come on up here. And then they just ran with it. It's just a custom I don't understand, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit different arranged marriages, but uh, arranged marriages, they last much longer than uh, these Western choosing marriages. Isn't uh, that's that just often because hear. of, like, you just don't have an option? <laughs> oh, no, I can't hear you. You're not talking to the microphone. Oh. No? <laughs> well, you went like, you went like this. Yeah, oh. Like, is that because of stuff That's interesting. Okay, Cam, I got one here for you. All right. Um, headliner asked nine. A uh, 111-year-old Australian man thanks eating chicken brains for his longevity. 111? 111. 111. 111. Uh, so these are great headlines because you, know, you just need to click on them, right? <laughs> Now, the thing I'm surprised about is the headline is not 111-year-old men credits eating this every day for his length. That's the clickbait. This 111-year-old man eats something and you won't believe. Yeah. (laughs) He eats what? Click here for details. Click here for details. Yeah, and then you're 15 scrolls down. And it's a photo of like an old man with a photoshopped frowny face. Yeah, "Mm." and there's that weird apple cider vinegar in the shot too. And you're like, (laughs) why is that there? Yeah. Some... (laughs) Um, anyway, does he eat chicken brains? Well, it's definitely something you can eat. I'm pretty sure you can't eat monkey brains or human brains because that'll give you some disease. Um, you'll get fucked up by it, but you can definitely eat a chicken brain. And it's, you said, did you say the nationality? Uh, I said Australian man. Australian man. I don't really know what Australian cuisine is like, but 
I'm going to say, yeah, he probably does a little chicken brains. Do I think that's the reason he's still alive? No, I think it's unrelated. Headline. <coughs> Cam, that is a headline here for you. It's coming out of uh, Canberra, Australia, where a man named Dexter Kruger um, became Australia's oldest living adult at 111 years and 124 days. And he does credit eating chicken brains to be the reason why he's been alive so long. He said, uh, a chicken brain is only one little bite. And it's rather delicious, he said in an interview. Uh, he does uh, live at a nursing home, but according to the nurses at the home where he lives, he's actually one of the sharpest residents they have, and his memory is actually quite strong. Uh, his son, Greg, who is 74, which, that's crazy, uh, continues to bring him chicken brains from the family farm every week. And he said his dad snacks on at least one a day. Uh, this comes uh, from his family, uh, like over generations, not wanting to waste any part of the chicken. Dexter's, uh, or Dexter, yeah, uh, began eating chicken brains uh, when he was very young, and he continues to this tradition to this day. That will be a sad day if his son dies before him. Ah, that's 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 what you don't think about when yeah. you uh, grow into be 111. You don't think uh, yeah, you don't that think all that's your loved ones will die before you. You kind of hope you're done by 90. Yeah, <laughs> but wrap sometimes this, like shit. Wrap it up. Well, I mean, that's what happens when you eat chicken brains. I guess. Yeah, good to know. Well, I'll add that to the uh, meal prep for the <laughs> week. All right, headliner asking. Study finds that one third of Asian Pacific Islanders depicted in movies are played by The Rock. The Rock's in a lot of movies, you know, and it's not exactly a, uh, it's not exactly, yeah, I can't think of many, like, Polynesian actors, and he's not even, like, he's Samoan background, which I guess, yeah, is the same area. Um, he is in a lot of movies, however, there's very few where I believe his heritage, like, comes up. It comes up in, Mo he's, he's a voice in Moana, obviously, you know, that's kind of where it takes place. It comes up in uh, Hobbs and Shaw, the Fast and Furious spinoff. That's kind of like a very serious plot point of the movie. But like, in other, like in Walking Tall, he's just a badass. He's not this, you know, necessarily meant to be a Polynesian badass. He's just a badass. I think the same for uh, the movie Skyscraper, when he's an amputee. Uh, he's just like supposed to be... A rock star, you know, a, a, you know, a hero. He's not supposed to be Polynesian. Um, that being said, though, you know, uh, I guess, you know, he's he's taken the roles. He's taken those roles, but hopefully uh, he can kind of bring a lot of light to the culture. And then maybe, who knows, more actors and actresses will uh, kind of, you know, take I'll start taking those roles away from The Rock. You never know. Uh, but I will say that's a headline. This is a headline, and I think the interesting part is that it's not like they openly identify, like, I'm an Asian Pacific... Um, Islander. Like, no one's saying that. It's just, you represent that by the character you play, right? And he will always play that because he is an Asian Pacific Islander. Mm -hmm. uh, the study did quite a bit of data analysis, and it's actually originally reported by NPR. Um, only 44, actually, that's not a good stat, sorry. Of the 44 films, 14 of them, or about 31%, starred Dwayne The Rock Johnson. So that's starring. There are other times where it's not someone starring, but they're like a side character, and it's only like 3% of side characters are Asian Pacific Islanders. Um, still, pretty small region of the world, right? <clears throat> yeah, very small region of the world. So yeah, how many stories are we telling from there? He's, uh, he's filming uh, like a DC superhero movie coming up, but like the character that he's playing isn't... Polynesian, right? His character is just like a guy. But that'll be for the. That's the interesting thing about the study yeah. is like, they're gonna go with. Yeah, you are playing this though. Yeah. He's not playing a white dude. No, he's not. No. 
That's interesting. Uh, <clears throat> okay, Cam, I've got another one here for you. Headline last nine. A uh, family of man who died in Tesla crash believes that the car's AI should be held criminally responsible. Hmm. That's interesting. And there was an interesting thing that got brought up when I was listening to someone that eventually there'll have to be an option that you pick on a car, which is selfish or selfish mode or selfless mode. Selfish or selfless. Correct. So, for example, if a robot or a computer is so good at analyzing data, it's going to go, we are going to get in a crash here. We either choose to kill that person over there, save ourselves, or put ourselves at a very great risk and save them. Hmm. Right, so eventually, um, your philosophy degree will have a job, mm-hmm. and you'll have to make, like there'll have to be these decisions made. But, and then obviously, um, how do you get an auto manufacturer to figure like to put that in the contract? Like, we do have a set of options for the robot. You make that choice, right? It's a very interesting discussion uh, that goes beyond this. Now, what's going on here is I don't think I heard of a crash reported from a Tesla that was the AI at fault. Now, I could see someone trying to blame it, but um, I don't think this is happening, so I'm going to call Asinine. I'm calling Asinine too, Cam. It does really sound like a real kit uh, situation, though. Kit-esque. Kit-esque. Kit-esque with his approach, Joe. Mm-hmm. All right. We got a last one for me here. Let me see this. Chinese millionaire bought a soccer club and forced coach to put his son of 126 kilos as the starter. <laughs> That's fun. Uh, yeah, what's 126 kilos? That's got to be, what, 250 pounds? Approximately 250 pounds. Uh, a little, just a little chubby boy. Um, well, yeah, I mean, that is the advantage to owning your own uh, sports club, right? You know, like pull like a... Like a semi-pro Jackie Moon type thing, right? Buy the team and then star for the team. <laughs> Nobody can say no, right? What's the worst thing that would happen? You know, I mean, you'd fill the roster with other people anyways. Just have me there. I just want to be there on the team. Forcing, now I like to picture that it's like a little kid. Like these are like grown men playing soccer. And then it's like a little 14-year-old like chubby boy who starts <laughs> like in like a very important position. Uh, maybe just because the kid loves soccer. Maybe, there's, yeah, there's some kind of background. The kid loves soccer. He just wants to be on the team. Uh, but if I was that kid, I don't want to play. No, Dad, give me the reins. Let me start making the deals. Let me start making the trades. I know more about soccer than these motherfuckers do anyways. Uh, that's a headline. This is a headline out of China where uh, the team itself... It's, it's Again, it's a lot of Chinese names here, so That's I'm fine. not going to try and take a club at it. But it's from the Zebu Club of the Chinese League. There is an unnamed son. So it's kind of one of those like viral stories that's going on that is cloudy with details. Mm-hmm. And the more you read into it, the more you're reading, you're just real, like seeing more ads rather than actually getting information. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's video of him. Uh, you can take a look here of him practicing. We got on screen here uh, a pretty chunky fella. A little chubby boy. Doesn't look to be a kid, though. Looks to be an adult. Yeah, some uh, form And I guess of you're just hearing Mario music in the background, I think. Yeah, I'm not sure why they put that <laughs> in there. Just put Mario music over it's the same. It's the same reason that every conspiracy video has the, uh, like, overwhelming doom and gloom. Like, yeah. It's like, we don't need that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so... 
yeah, this is a true story. We're still getting the details of it. It's, it's only a few days old, so stay tuned maybe next week for notes to see if he gets in a game. Yeah, I feel like once a month we should follow up on stories like this. Just kind of like chunk off 10 minutes of the show. Like, hey, we started Remember talking about the story. Yeah. Like, yeah, if there is a story that is ongoing and sparks our interest, just kind of make it like a little asterisk beside right. it. And then we'll uh, follow up. Yeah, we can follow up. We can have like our monthly follow up. Well, we did follow up on the um, the death sentence one with the firing squad. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I actually heard that one uh, elsewhere in the news also. Like, but after two, but you know, of course, it's hard hitting news. You're going to hear on two season pod first. Um, okay, Cameron, I have one more here for you. Headliner asked nine, British Columbia. Columbia boy stacks over 1,000 Jenga pieces pieces onto a single Jenga block. Wow. I'm just trying to think of that. So you'd be, because typically Jenga is three, three, right? Yeah, it's a three and three, 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 three. And then 1,000, so you said 1,000? Yeah. So about 300 high. Um, Unless he was going wider base, but you can't. Right, so you'd have to go three. So that's fuck. That's a lot of stacking, and each one's about a inch. Yeah, about an inch, maybe a little less, a half an inch. So we'd probably be looking at uh, about 150 inches, which is pretty tall. Um, yeah, I mean, I think someone's probably bounced it. I'm sure he failed a bunch of times doing it, but now has that uh, cool picture and him beside. Probably it's probably a Guinness World Record. So I'm gonna call it headline. Cam, that one here is a headline. This actually happened just a few days ago where, like you guessed, uh, an official Guinness record for stacking has been reached when 12-year-old Alden Maxwell of uh, Salmon Arm, British Columbia, set a brand new record earlier this year when he actually stacked 638 Jenga blocks onto a single block. He thought to himself, I'm going to go back to the drawing board. I know how to make this better. He crushed his own record when he stacked 1,400 Jenga blocks onto one single Jenga block. Maxwell had to adjust his strategy to add more blocks because there are an additional 40 layers. And uh, folks at home, picture like an upside-down pyramid. That's kind of the design that he ended up making. Something that just slowly gets larger over time, slowly gets larger as it goes, uh, and then acts up looking cool. You can find the whole like time lapsed video online. Pretty much, he just starts building this upside down, you know, almost like a funnel. Maybe a picture of that. Um, and then, of course, you do get the point in the video where the official, it's been, you know, the the, the structure has stood, and then he knocks it down, uh, and that's a lot of fun. Although he has set the record twice now, he does plan to go back to the drawing board and beat his own creation again. Uh, I'm glad he did the not the traditional stacking. I'd like to see it, and I'd like yeah. to know how many times he failed too. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, this was the most in one go, right? Then that's uh, sometimes that's all. Sometimes that all that's all it takes. Sometimes. Um, but that was the game. That was Headline Rast Nine, and I guess that's probably all the time that we have for this week's show because it's Holiday Monday. Uh, we want to spend some time getting outside or driving home. Remember, you can rate, review, like, and subscribe. Chopping wood. Uh, chopping wood. The podcast is everywhere. You can reach out to us two season a pod at gmail.com. We'd or love hit to us hear up on from only you. Cams. Hit us, up, hit us up on OnlyCams, of course, the uh, everyone's favorite new subscription hey. service. And uh, that's all the time we have, Cam. Anything you got to say? Uh, no, just watch out for benzene in the sky. Because, um, hey, check next time you grab your can of, what do you call it, sunscreen, <laughs> watch out for the benzenes. I'm Cam LeClaire signing <laughs> off. Take care, folks. Continuing tonight on Two Seas in a Pod. 96.7 on your. Two 
Two season a pod, 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 two season a